Today's daf is Memvav in Sukkot. We're going to start on Memhei Amudbet, about 14 lines from the bottom at the two dots. It says, Amarav Huna, when it's saying, Kemaseu Bechol, the way that they would do the mitzvah Aravan, the Bet HaMikdash, on the weekday is the same as during Shabbat, except that they would collect the Aravot beforehand. And then we had Rabbi Yochanan ben Broka who said it wasn't that they would bring Aravot, it was that they would bring a lulav. They would bring um, branches of the palm tree on the seventh day and place it there. And as I had mentioned in yesterday's uh, Shi'ur, according to Tosfot, there are two possibilities. One is that Rabbi Yochanan ben Broka disputes the Allah Moshe Misinai, which would be a very radical departure from what everybody else says. The other possibility is that he was adding something on the seventh day and he wasn't contradicting the idea of mitzvah Arava. In any case, Amar Avuna. Where did Rabbi Yochanan Bebroka get this? Because when it talks about the mitzvah of lulav, it says kapot tmarim in the plural. Meaning, one is for the lulav and one is for the mezbeach. But the rabbis point out that when it's written in the Torah, it's written without a vav. So even though, meaning it, it doesn't mean to say that there should be multiple lulavim, it means one per person. It's like a date. He's explaining the reasoning of why the lulav is singled out here in such a special way. It has only one um, uh, pulp inside the branch of the tree and uh, that goes up along the entire tree. So he says because it has that kind of a, uh, a single pulp in, only in the, in the trunk of the, of the tree, so therefore... Um, it's la, it, it represents the unity of the Jewish people's heart in serving of Hashem. Just like the palm tree has only one heart, we have only one heart in service of Hashem. That's an explanation, maybe, of Rabbi Yochanan ben Broka, meaning it's a svara. It's a, it, according to Rabbi Levi, Rabbi Levi, so he's saying that Rabbi Yochanan ben Broka doesn't learn it out from a pasuk, the idea of placing lulav branches on the mizbeach, but he, he's getting it from his own idea, from his own mind, that it's a, sima, a beautiful siman, to praise the Jewish people using lulav branches in this way. Um, and now we move on. The lulav, we only say abacha. So the question is, we know that these two mitzvot are both continuous. You have lulav all seven days and you have sukkah all seven days. Now, according to, according to Shmuel, the lulav, you say abacha all seven days, the sukkah one day. My time, lulav de mafzakeh lehot miyamim, kol yom ha-mitzvah benavshay. So when it comes to lulav, each day, it's only a mitzvah during the day, not during the night, so there's an interruption. So each day is a new day, so therefore, you have to say abacha on each one. But sukkah de la mafzakeh lehot miyamim, kulo shiva kechad yom ha-rechadamu. But when it comes to the sukkah, since it's all one long mitzvah, because hypothetically you could stay in the sukkah continuously for all seven days without leaving, and it would be... Uh, one mitzvah day and night, no interruption. So therefore, we say that um, we say that the uh, you say one, only one bacha. Um, but Rabbi Bachanan says name Rabbi Yochanan sukkah shiva lulav yom achad. The opposite that sukkah you say bacha each of the seven days and the lulav uh, only one day. My time, what's the reasoning? Sukkah deoraita shiva lulav the rabbanan zagel bechad because the sukkah is a mitzvah deoraita, so each and every day it requires its own bacha. But the lulav, the first day is deoraita, but the rest of the days are derabbanan. They don't require a bacha for that. So akiyat ravin amar biyochanan. When ravin came from Israel, he said the name for biyochanan something different. Chazav chazav shiva that both mitzvot there's a bacha each and every day, like the way that we do today. Each time, you know, each day you can say a bacha in the sukkah. Really, each time you go in, you can say a bacha in the sukkah, and uh, each day you have a bacha lulav. So that's a different version of Rabbi Yochanan. Amar Rabbi Yosef, Nikot, Rabbi Yochanan, Biyadacha. You should take 
what Rabbi Barbachana said in your hands, meaning that according to Rabbi Yochanan, Sukkah has a bracha every day, but Lulav only once. Because all of the rabbis followed him with regard to Sukkah, that you say a bracha each and every day. So seemingly they would agree also that you say bracha and Lulav only one day. So again, just to, to review, we have three opinions. That the opinion of Shmuel, that for, when it comes to Sukkah, each and every, when it comes to Lulav, each and every day has a Bacha, Sukkah has only one Bacha. What Rabbi Yochanan says, Sukkah has each and every day Bacha, meaning that Bacha can be renewed each and every, each and every time you do the Mitzvah, the Lulav, only on the first day. And then you have the, the opinion of Ravin, that, which is another version of Rabbi Yochanan, that both Mitzvot, are, there's a Bacha every day. Now, the, the, we're, we're objecting because Rav Yosef took the middle position. He said that Lulav is only one day the Bacha and Sukkah is all seven. So he's, he's saying, they bring an objection. A person who prepares the Lulav for himself and Erev Yom Tovras, he says, should say the Bacha of Shechayanum because he's very excited. When he picks it up to say the Bacha, so then he says the And even though he said the Bacha the first day, he makes a Bacha every day. So that contradicts what Rabbi Yochanan said in the, in the first version, the one of Rabbi Yochanan, because he said the love was only one day, and here he's saying all seven days. Um, if a person makes a sukkah for himself, the person says, when they build the sukkah, then he says, once he says the bacha on the first day, he doesn't say bacha again. So, so that actually fits with Shmuel's view, because Shmuel's view was exactly that, that the, uh, that the lulav is every day, and the sukkah is only the first day, the bacha. But it contradicts Rabbi Yochanan, and it contradicts Rabbi Yosef, who said you should take the version of Rabbi Yochanan, which is exactly the opposite, which is um, seven days bacha for sukkah and one day for lulav. It's the opposite. So it says, um, based on that, kashya lulav alulav. There's a contradiction between lulav and lulav, because in the bright that says every day, and Rabbi Yochanan says only one day. And kashya sukkah sukkah. And there's a, there's a contradiction with the halakha sukkah here because the writer says only one day and Rabbi Yochanan said seven. No problem with the lulav because Easy, we could say that the one that said, the writer that says you say a on the lulav every single day is talking about when there's a bet mikdash. So therefore there was a mitzvah min to have a lulav in the bet mikdash every single day. And when it said you only say on the first day when Rabbi Yochanan was talking about when there's no bet mikdash. However, sukkah, what do we do with sukkah? El sukkah, sukkah, kashya. What are we going to do with sukkah? How could it be that one brayta says that you say the bacha, the brayta says you say the bacha only once. Rabbi Yochanan said you say the bacha all seven days. So how could that be? It doesn't make any difference, Beit HaMikdash or not. So, so it says, Tanayi, it's really a machloket tanayim. The tanayi, tefillin, calls manchamani chan v'chalehen, with regard to tefillin, Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi said, Rabbi Yudah Nasi said, that every time you put on tefillin, you say, According to the rabbis, you only say one bachan tefillin per day. So it would be the same thing. In other words, since you started, since you did the mitzvah, that's it. There's no more repetition of the bachot. Okay, and seemingly, the extension of that concept would be the sukkah as well. Um, <clears throat> that uh, since it's one, since each day um, uh, is a new mitzvah of tefillin, you say only one bachah per day, with sukkah, it's one mitzvah of seven days. So you say a bacha at the beginning of the mitzvah, and that's it. But according to the, to the Rabbi, who says you say a bacha and tefillin every time you put it on, so you could also say a bacha and sukkah multiple times too. 
So therefore, Amabai Amar El Cheta Kerebi. According to Abaye, the halacha follows Rabbi that every time you put on tefillin, you say Bachava. Rav Amar Chata Kavanan. Rav says no, the halacha follows the rabbis that you say it only once per day. Amar Rav Mori Barad Bat Shmuel. Rav Mori, the daughter of the uh, the son of the daughter of Shmuel, said Chazen Alei Lo Ravah Delavid Kishmatei. I saw Ravah myself. He didn't follow his own opinion. Ela Makdim Bekayev Aylel Beta Kisei. In fact, he got up in the morning, went to the bathroom, Benafik Umashiyadei, and he went and washed his hands. Umanach Tefillin Umvarich. And then he would put on tefillin and he would say the bracha. Bechitz Rechzim Nachlina. I If he had to go to the bathroom, he took off, took off his tefillin, put them back on later, and said the bracha again. Meaning he didn't really follow the rabbanan that you say only one bracha on tefillin per day. He would say it multiple times. And everybody follows Rabbi with regard to tefillin as well as Mavarchin Kol Shiva and says the bracha on the sukkah also all seven days. In other words, Allahah both with regard to tefillin. And with regard to Surah, as we say, the Bacha all seven days. I saw that Rav Papi, every time he put on Tfilin, he said a Bacha. The, the uh, rabbis and the Yeshiva of Rav Ashi, every time they would move their Tfilin, they would adjust their Tfilin, they would say a Bacha. Now, there's a question what Bacha would they say? So some people say that that's talking about the, uh, the Bacha because it, was, it moved out of place. They put it back into its place. And that's the halacha is that if you move your tefillin around, you move them out of the proper place and you put them back into the right place, then you would have to again say the bachav of la'aniach tefillin if you move them out of their place and back into their place. And that's what it's talking about. That's the simple reading of what it means. The mitzvah of lulav is all seven days, says Rav Yehuda in the name of Shmuel. The first day is a mitzvah of lulav. The rest of the days are only a rabbinic mitzvah. Mitzvah zekenim. And implication is there's no bracha on it. Rabbi Yitzchak said, no, every day of, tfili, uh, of, of lulav is a mitzvah zekenim. Is a mitzvah given by the rabbis. Even the first day. How could you say that even the first day is only the Rabbanan? It's the Oraita. No, meaning except for the first day. But if that's true, that's exactly what Rabbi Yoshua Levi was saying. That the first day is the Oraita, the rest of the days are the Rabbanan. You're right. We just should have said, so too did Rabbi Yitzchak say. Right? Now the point is that according to that, since it's Mitzvah Zikinim, you wouldn't have to say a Bacha on the rest of the days of Sukkot. So, so now, Rav uh, also said all seven days is a mitzvah lulav. And to Amar Rabbi Chia Barashi, Amar Rav, because Rabbi Chia Barashi said in the name of Rav, Hamadlik near Shel Chanukah, when a person lights the Chanukah candle, he has to say Bacha. Rabbi Yirmiya Amar, Rabbi Yirmiya said, if a person sees the light of the Chanukah candle and he doesn't have his own, he says a bachal. So my mevarech, Amar Yehuda, Yom Rishon, Amadik mevarech shalosh, Varem mevarech shtay. On the first night of Chanukah, the person who lights says three bachot, and the person who sees it says two. Mikan ve'lach, Madlik mevarech shtay, Varem And on the other days after the first, the person who lights it says two bachot, and the person who only sees it says one. Umay mevarech, what's a bachal? Chesher kedushan was avzvan uladik near Chanukah or near Chshel Chanukah, depending on the version that you have. But the, the first bacha, of course, is lahadik ner shel Chanukah, or lahadik ner Chanukah. The second bacha is shasadisim, which even somebody who just sees the candles, even if he doesn't have a Chanukah, is allowed to say. And then Shechayanu on the first night is, night is the, first, the extra bacha for the first night. But the point is that, hey, Chan Zivan, where did we get commanded 
by Hashem to light Chanukah candles, Milo Tasur, because the Torah tells you not to deviate from what the rabbis teach you. And so therefore, you're fulfilling a mitzvah of the Torah by listening to the rabbis. The Torah tells you, ask your father and he will tell you, meaning the Torah tells you a positive commandment, not just not to deviate from what the rabbis say, but actively to listen to what they say. So you see from this that there is a mitzvah to say bracha even on a Torah banan. <clears throat> and that means that even though the mitzvah of love on the subsequent six days is only rabbinic, there's an obligation to say bracha. Rav Nachman Yitzchak said it straight out. That Rav said that even though the second, the, the meaning the six days after the first are only rabbinic, it's all considered mitzvah lulav. It's considered the mitzvah lulav, meaning you still have to say bachane. Tanu Rabbana, how says Sukkalatzmo Omer Boch Shechayan? A person who makes the Sukkah says Shechayan, Mechnas Sheva, Omer Boch Shechayan, Shechayan, Mechnas Sheva, etc. So the Haita of Siavo Medet, Imechol Chadish, Badavar, Mevoich, Vimlav, Lekshinis, Lesheva, Mevoich, Stein. If the person has a Sukkah that was the pre existent Sukkah, if there's something he can do new in the Sukkah to make it a new Sukkah for the year, then he can say the Bacham Shechayan when he does it. If not, he should say the bracha just when he sits in the sukkah. Nowadays, our custom, of course, with the lulav and the sukkahs, we only say the bracha when we're doing the mitzvah. We don't say it when we make the object. Ravashi said that I saw that Rav Kana said all these shechayanu bachot on the cup of kiddush, meaning he didn't say it when he built the sukkah. He said it when he sat in the sukkah, specifically when he um, said the kiddush. For sukkah, and that's what we do today. That's what we say, the If a person has many mitzvot to do at the same time, such as he's going to put on tzitzit, filin, uh, and so on, or he's going to do shaking the lulav and also going into the sukkah. Instead of saying a bachan, each one of the mitzvot, he could just say, Asher kiddushan of mitzvot, on all Hashem commanded us on all the mitzvot. Rabbi Yehuda, Omer, Mibarachal, Kolachab, Yachad, Fiatma. Rabbi Yudas says, no, each mitzvah needs a separate bacha, like we do today. I'm Rabbi Zeram, Vitem Rabbi Hanina, Papa. Hilchetak Rabbi Yudas. Rabbi Zeram said the name of Rabbi, and some say it was Rabbi Hanina, Papa. The Allah was Rabbi Yudas. I'm Rabbi Zeram, Vitem Rabbi Hanina, Papa, Maita Ahmad Rabbi Yudas. They asked Rabbi Zeram, some say it was Rabbi Hanina, Papa, said, what's the reasoning of Rabbi Yudas? It says, bless Hashem each and every day. We only bless Hashem during the day. Why are you emphasizing the day? Each day you should give Hashem something specific. In other words, you should be specific in your praise. So on Shabbat, there should be a blessing that reflects Shabbat. On a weekday, what reflects the weekday? On a Yom Tov, what reflects the Yom Tov? In other words, it should be as specific as possible. And similarly, you should always make your Bacham match the blessing of Hashem. So if you're blessing Him and it's on Shabbat, it should reflect Shabbat. If you're blessing Him and it's on Yom Tov, it should reflect Yom Tov. And if you're blessing Hashem about one mitzvah, you should re- you should re- it should reflect each and every mitzvah that you're doing, not lump them all together into one. So Rabbi Zerah said, and some say it was Rabbi Chanina Bar Papa. Come and look. The way of Hashem is not like the way of human human beings. Midat basar vadam klirekan machzik male eno machzik. If you have a container that is empty, it can hold stuff, but if it's full, it can't hold anything. However, aval midat agaz rochol male machzik rekan eno machzik. But Hashem's way is that one who is full, 
is the one who can take, who can hold. And the one who is empty cannot hold. Because it says, if you listen, you will hear. In other words, if you learn, started learning and listening, you'll be able to learn more. But if you didn't even do a little bit, you won't be able to advance. You won't be able to get more. So what the person who already has a foundation is the one who's able to advance. If you listen to the old, you'll be able to hear the new. In other words, if you, le- if you go and you review what you learned previously, it'll open your heart to new insight. It says if you turn your heart away and you don't listen, right, then you're not going to be able to hear anymore. In other words, the point is that if you give up on what you were learning before and you don't, if you don't review it and return to it, um, and you turn your heart to nonsense, then you won't be able to receive more. So unlike in the physical world where something that's full cannot receive, something that's empty can receive, in the spiritual world it's the opposite. Someone who has substance can gain more. Um, and then it says that they would grab the lulavim from the children, according to Rashi, according to Tosafot, it means that right away the children would cast aside their lulavim. On the seventh day you're not allowed to eat your etrog, it's still muktzeh for the mitzvah. But on the eighth day, you're allowed to sukkah. But the eighth day for the sukkah, it's still muktzeh. Even though in Eretz Israel we don't sit in the sukkah on Shmini Yatzeret, but it's still muktzeh from the day before. According to Rish Lakish, as soon as you're done doing the mitzvah on the seventh day with, this, with the etrog, you can already eat it or use it. What's the machloket? One says, in other words, according to Rish Lakish, it goes by the mitzvah. As soon as the mitzvah is exhausted, you did the mitzvah on the last day, there's no longer any, uh, any status to that etrog. According to uh, Rabbi Yochanan, it goes by the day. Since that day was designated for the mitzvah, the whole day it's designated until the eighth day. Uh, so then the Gemara says, Rish Lakish Rabbi Yochanan. Rish Lakish tried to show Rabbi Yochanan wrong. That right away, the children would cast aside their uh, lulavim and they would eat their etrogim. Now according to Rashi, this means the adults would eat the etrogim of the kids. And according to Tosfot, it means that the kids would eat their etrogim. My love, what in the doesn't it mean even the adults can do it? Meaning even the adults could eat their etrogim. Or... Even from adults, you could grab an etrog away. Lo, tinokot, davkai, only children. Why? According to Rashi's interpretation, the reason is because since it's talking about pulling the etrog away from the kid, it's not, a, it's not fully vested with kiddushah of the mitzvah since he's only a kid. That's why you're allowed to take it on the seventh day. According to Tosfot, who says, Tosfot says that it means that the kids would eat the etrogim, only the kids were allowed to do that, but the adults were not. In other words, so it proves the opposite. It proves that for adults, they wouldn't be allowed to eat an etrog on the seventh day, even if they're done with the mitzvah. Some say, actually, Rabbi Yochanan was the one who pointed this out to Rishlakish. Why does our Mishnah specify that whoever it is, uh, it, either the etrogim of the young kids are being eaten, either by the adults or by themselves, on the seventh day, right? So doesn't that mean that only kid, kids are allowed to do that, but the adults are not, because it's really muktzeh for the entire seventh day, even if you did the mitzvah already. Who adin dolim? will say no. Even adults are allowed to eat their etrogim. Just using kids as an example, because that's what they would do. They would do crazy, They would have fun either pulling the etrogim away from the kids, or the kids would have fun eating the etrogim. Whatever. Point is that it's a. It's only mentioning the kids as an example. But we can't resolve the question. 
Rabbi Yochanan, Maishna Sukkah, Maishna Etrok. Rabbi Papa asked Abayi, Rabbi Papa asked Abayi, according to Rabbi Yochanan, what's the difference between Sukkah and Etrok? Why is it that Sukkah become, remains Muktzeh for the Mitzvah through Shmini Yatzeret? And Etrog does not. Amalei Sukkah, Dechazia Lebena Shmashot, Itro Amalei Seudata, Ba'i Meta Begava, Omechal Begava, Ekatzel Lebena Shmashot, Omegodet Katzel Lebena Shmashot, Ekatzel Kulei Yoma Deshmini. Right, so he said the answer is because when it comes to the Sukkah, it's still needed for the Mitzvah, even into Bena Shmashot. In other words, imagine it is, it is Hoshana Rabbah in Eretz Israel. the Mitzvah of Sukkah is ending. But during the twilight period, between sunset and when the stars come out, it's Safik Yom, Safik Laila. We don't know if it's day or night. So we would have to, if we wanted to eat during that time, we would actually have to go into the Sukkah. Right? So it's still functional for the Mitzvah at that time. And since Bena Shmashot of Shemini Atzeret, still hypothetically it would be usable for a Mitzvah and it was still Muktzah, it was still designated for the Mitzvah. So therefore the Sukkah is going to be Muktzah for the entire um, uh, for the entire uh, Shemini Yatzer. However, Etrog, but the Etrog, it can't be used during Ben Shemashot. It can only be used during full daytime. So therefore, it never was Muktzeh for the Mitzvah after sunset of Shemini Yatzer, right? And therefore, so it's not going to be Muktzeh on Shemini Yatzer either because its use is over by the sunset moment of Hoshana Rabbah. It doesn't extend any further than that. Levi actually said, no, you can't eat the Etrog on the eighth day either, right? What's the reason? And the father of Shmuel said, no, the Etrog is, prohib- is only prohibited on the seventh. It's allowed on the eighth. But eventually the father of Shmuel switched over to Levi's position and um, retracted and started to say that, no, even on the eighth day, it would uh, it, it would be uh, not allowed. And and eventually Rabbi Zerah came around to see the father of Shmuel's view that uh, that the Muktzeh only applies through the seventh day, not the eighth. Because Rabbi Zerah said, Because Rabbi Zerah said that even if an etrog became nifsal, it became invalid, you can't eat it all seven days of the um, of the Chag. Uh, and, and that shows you, since he mentions all seven days, and he doesn't say eighth, so that shows you that, um, uh, that on the eighth day, you'd be allowed to eat it. Um... Similarly, Amr Bizira, Lodek Nei Enesh, Oshanali Yanuka, Vimatava, Kama, Maitama, Tianuka, Mikna Kane, Aknuye, Lamakne, Veshtakah, the Kanafik Bilulav, Shinoshelod. You're not allowed to give your Hoshana, or really any of the parts of your Lulav, meaning not the Aravot, not any of the parts to a child on the first day of the Yom of Sukkot, because since you have to own your Lulav and Etrog on the first day of Sukkot, if you give it to a child, the Halacha is to protect children, that children can acquire things, but they can't give them back. <coughs> they can't transfer ownership of their own thing to somebody else. So once you give them your lulav or whatever, your aravot, your hadasim, your etrog, and you make it theirs, then if they give it back to you, they're not able to give it back to you, and you can only use something that belongs to you on the first day of Yom Tov, so it won't count for you anymore. You should never tell a child that you're going to give him something and not give it to them. Because he's going to learn to lie. Because it says in Sefer Yirmiyahu that they taught their tongues to speak falsehood. In other words, you shouldn't train your children to say something and not do it because then they're going to learn to lie. 
and we see that there is a um, the, another uh, another example of the same machloket between Rabbi Yochanan Reish If a person had a different etrog for every day, he had seven etrog and one for each day. According to Rav, the same day you could have day one finish the etrog, eat it. Day two finish the etrog using the etrog for the mitzvah, eat it, and so on. Because you're not using it for the next day. No, at least for that day that you did the mitzvah, it's moktzeh for the mitzvah. So even though you did your mitzvah already, and you're already thinking to the next day that you're going to be doing a different, using a different etrog, you cannot eat the etrog until the following day. What is the machloket? Um, so according to... Uh, so it's the same machloket. That do we say that the designation for the mitzvah is expressed in units of... Uh, days, in which case, even though you had seven etrogim, and day one, you, you you did the mitzvah already, so really you're done with that etrog, because you have a different one for day two. Do we say, no, since that day it was used for the mitzvah, the entire day it is designated for the mitzvah, you can't eat it, you can't do anything else with it? Or do we say, no, once you fulfill the mitzvah itself, now you can already use it, since you have a different one for the next day, and you weren't planning on using it past this mitzvah. So that's the machloket, again, between Rabbi Yochanan and Reish Lakish, as well as between here, Rav and Rav Asi. Uh, we in Bavel who have two days of Yom Tov how do we do it? when it comes to the eighth day which is doubtful whether it is the seventh day in other words you treat the eighth day like a seventh day out of doubt so therefore it's going to be um, uh, it's going to be treated it's going to be prohibited still to benefit uh, on that day but by the ninth day meaning by, by Simchat Torah it's going to be mutar and Marei Maramar Afilo B'Shmini Safek Shvi Mutar. According to uh, according to Marei Mar, even on the eighth day, which is Safek Shvi, it's going to be okay because it's a Safek, it's a doubt. And B'Surav Deke Marei Mar, Rav Shisha Vaidu Rav Idi Avid Ka'abaye Ve'Elcheta Ka'abaye. That the um, that some that in Sura they did like Marei Mar, meaning that uh, that on the eighth day they already considered. Um, they already considered the etrog to not be mukta anymore. And, uh, but Rav Shisha, the son of Rav Idi, did like Abaye and said, that, no, you have to uh, continue to consider something mukta since this is the eighth day in Chutzah Aretz is considered like the seventh day out of Safek. So you have to consider it Muktzeh for that day as well, even though we don't use a little venetrog, even in Chutz Aretz, but we still have to treat it that way. And so that's the halacha, the halacha is like Abaye, that basically we say that the, even, even though the etrog isn't really used on the eighth day, we wait until after the eighth day um, to, uh, uh, to, um, to utilize the uh, the etrog in any way, we consider it muktzeh through the uh, through the eighth day. Tosafot says, "Be'eretz Yisrael delekas feka lo gazur atusuka." So uh, it's, he says, in the in Eretz Yisrael they didn't make this gzera of uh, the eighth day being asur. Aval be'bavel dikas feka, aval gav delamivarech bei gazur atusuka. In other words, so it's saying that basically since there's a safek about sukkah itself on the eighth day, so they also extended the muktzeh to uh, etrog in Chutzaretz, even though um, even though uh, in Eretz Yisrael, as soon as the seventh day is over, really the etrog should no longer be 
um, should no longer be muktzeh, even though the sukkah will still be considered muktzeh. A person could not take, for example, the decorations off of the sukkah, as Tosfot explains. He couldn't take the decorations off the sukkah and use them on Shemini Yatzeret because they're still considered part of the mitzvah, since at the very beginning of Shemini Yatzeret, when it was right past sunset, the sukkah still had the potential to be used for the mitzvah.